everyone. I'm Teresa. And I'm Chase. And this is Murdered Marriage. Thanks for joining us back on the podcast. Uh, we did want to talk about how we said yesterday, as in Tuesday, there would be a new episode, but we had so many technical difficulties with these microphones. And we anxiety. Just, <laughs> and anxiety, yeah. So we just decided to take the night off. We're going to give you guys our first one here shortly. Um, I did just want to touch, like, be a little personal, talk about our day yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> the like the funniest thing though I think was you trying to come downstairs with your plate of Cheetos and oh. our dog Eleanor bumped her plate and they like just spilled everywhere. I was so pissed all over the freaking stairs. And I was just so excited. I was like, oh, I want some Cheetos and then boom there was like probably like I love to eat Cheetos. And there was probably like fifteen of them. Fifteen, yeah. yeah. And then the dogs were like, ooh, a special treat. Yeah, they, they loved it. They each, of course, got a, their cheese puffs, right? Cheese not, puffs, not yeah, Cheetos. Cheetos. I do yeah. like Cheetos, though. It's the same thing, basically, but cheese puffs are definitely better. Yeah, it was um, a sad day for me, but... Uh, <laughs> Took the ill. Yeah, I did, but then I had to go all the way back upstairs and get another plate because I was still going to eat cheese puffs. Well, but. absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, those dogs made out like bandits yesterday. They had... French fries, they had cheese puffs. Yeah, and, and Karen came over, so she gave them each, like, way too many French fries. They don't normally eat like this. No, no, definitely a special occasion, and they're not, they, they don't have anything on the fries. No, you know, just, it's literally just plain potato. Yeah. Uh, but. Mm-hmm. Can so. I just, can I just say one thing? This is not pertaining to that at all. I, if one more person comments on the holes in my pants... I'm going to lose it. Aren't you cold with those holes in your pants? Aren't your knees cold? Did you pay more for those holes? I swear, every time I go out and I, when I'm not, like, at work or anything, I wear holy pants. It's just, it's in trend, whatever. Oh, it's so frustrating. You go to church with those pants? Oh, my gosh. Holy. Yeah. Oh, it's just <laughs> so frustrating. Every single time I wear it, someone comments. Or they'll offer to, like, patch the hole. Mm-hmm. I know how to patch or sew or whatever they say. And yeah. Yeah. No. That's, so. that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. So frustrating. But, oh, well, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, no, today we're going to cover our first uh, case. And, yeah, so this one actually, it takes place, takes place close to home. It takes place in Augusta, Maine. Uh, but, yeah, basically, there, you may have heard of it. It's the, I've heard it both ways. It's either the... Purrington family or the Purrington family or something like that. I'm illiterate. It's going to come gonna out go how it Purrington, comes. Just because I like cats, so I'm going to yeah. say it's Purrington. Sure, we'll go with that. But uh, basically, uh, this is a family. Uh, they have eight children. Eight uh, kids. Eight kids. So they actually, let me preface this. So let me get to the name first of the, the parents and then okay. we'll go through the All kids. Right. But uh, yeah, so basically there's the father. He is, we're going to call him Captain James. Brington, that's what he went by. Aye, aye, Captain. Yeah, and then the uh, the wife's name is Elizabeth um, Clifford Purrington, but she did like to go by Betsy back then is what I saw in some sources. Uh, they So, yeah, so they had eight kids, but initially they actually had 12, but unfortunately four of which, I mean, it was it took place around 1805. So 
they didn't quite. Disease. Bathing. Well, yeah, yeah. No, these ones died in early infancy, I saw. Oh, that's too bad. Um, so not much you could do, unfortunately, back then. But, yeah, they still had eight kids. Which... I mean, that's that's a lot of kids. That's, yeah. I don't know how people can afford one kid, let alone eight. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll go through the names of the kids first. But, yeah, so the oldest one is Polly. She was 19. Then the second, who, why I'm going to say Captain James for the dad, the first son is James Jr. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm either going to call him James or James Jr. I'll try to make it not so confusing with the two names, but... And then younger than him was 15-year-old Martha, and then 12-year-old Benjamin, 8-year-old Nathaniel, but then the 6-year-old's name is Nathan, why? Why would you do that? I, it's so confusing. I was trying every time I try and like write it down or say it, I get the two of them mixed up. So I apologize if I slip up. Names are they're just a family that has the same names throughout it. But and then the little, the youngest uh, is eighteen month old uh, Louisa. 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 Yeah. Cute. It's a cute name. It really is. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, editing Teresa here. I realized while I was listing off the children that I completely left out 10-year-old Anna, but yeah, she is one of the eight. Yeah, basically this family, they uh, in 1805, they bought a big farmland in Augusta. I think before they were living in uh, Bodenham. That's how you say it. Right? Yeah, Bodenham. <laughs> uh, Bodenham. Uh, but uh, yeah, they... I didn't have too much luck finding any information. Also, I'm sorry if you hear a cat in the background. Our cat wants to get let in. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think they were from Bonaham. They didn't have too much uh, information. I believe the only thing that I could have found about Captain James would be that uh, he was born in, I think, it was 1759 or 1760. I saw multiple sources. I'm not really sure which one. But, uh, yeah, that's a rough estimate, but yeah, 1805, they moved, bought a big farmland in Augusta. Um, things were going well the first year or so, uh, but that following year in 1806, it was like a wicked hot year, and uh, unfortunately that resulted in a drought, which if you have a farm and you're trying to harvest crops, you can't really... If it's a drought, yeah, you're not Yeah, it's kind of hard to grow, like, corn or potatoes. Well, no, it's probably potatoes, let's be honest. Yeah. It's mean. It's yeah. probably potatoes and blueberries. Yeah. And... yeah, no, I'm not sure what they were growing, but basically, it wasn't weed. working out, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't a, it wasn't uh, a weed farm? No, but it, <laughs> but it wasn't working out, and uh, he was just uh, super, super frustrated, obviously, Um that was his source of income, so if you don't have that, you're all, you're not getting food on the table, or as much food on the table, and you're also... Or food to other people, for exactly. that matter, it's a farm. Yeah, so he was pretty hopeless with that, and so basically he decided to write a letter to his brother, basically saying that he was planning to die. Uh, also, let me preface this with trigger warning, uh, trigger warning for suicide as well as some of the stuff is going to get pretty graphic, um, but I just want to preface that by saying, but he decided to write his brother a letter. Um, sorry, my cat just jumped off the table. He decided to write his uh, brother a letter proclaiming that he was going to, his plan was to die by suicide. Um, the letter never actually got sent. Uh, I'm not sure who found it. 
Some sites said that 15-year-old Martha found it and gave it to her mom, and some other sites just said that the mom found it, so I'm not sure which one it is. Oh, so they knew, like, ahead of time that that was his plan? That he, well, the initial, himself, yeah, yes, yeah. that was his plan. So, Betsy, she did what any normal spouse would do, and she confronted him about it. She was like, you okay? What's going on? Like, you're scaring me, this, that, whatever. Uh, to which he reassured her that everything's fine. He's just not... Just feel, going through it. Going know. through it, like, nothing's actually going to happen. Just, it's not, whatever. Yeah, feeling a little down and yeah. wanted to talk to his brother about it. And yeah, exactly. Maybe forgot about the letter. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm not, not too sure, but he did see the way that they reacted and it was kind of like, ugh, maybe I shouldn't. But... So, that was in early 1806, uh, but on, uh, I think it was July 8th of 1806, it was still hot, still having issues with drought and everything. Uh, that is when James Jr., um, he went over and was super, super frantic, ran over to uh, Mr. Dean Wyman, which is one of his neighbor's house, uh, and he was banging on the door, got in, awoke them, and that's when... The neighbor saw that he was wounded on his upper shoulder back, and then I assume he had told him sort of what was going on. So the neighbor, Mr. Wyman, um, he grabbed another neighbor, Mr. Ballard. They went to the house, obviously, back then they didn't have flashlights or anything. This all took place 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Right so with lanterns? Like, yeah. What are you doing? But, yeah, so they went over, they had a candle. Uh, so, oh, candle. Yeah, not much light from that, so... But they went into the um, Harrington residence, and that's when they saw, like, a wicked harrowing scene. Uh, so they come in, uh, they go into a room towards the left, and they see, again, trigger warning for suicide. Uh, but they see Captain James Perrington lying face down uh, with his throat slit. They found uh, he had an axe laying by him, and they found a razor in his hand. Um, in that same room, they that's the room where Nathaniel and Nathan were sleeping. Uh, they were tucked into bed, uh, still in bed and everything, and both of their throats were slit. So wow. seeing that, obviously the neighbors are like, whoa. And so, yeah. yeah, so then they're like, oh, we still have so many other people to go check on because obviously it's a very large family. So they go into a room that's adjacent to that. And that's where they find uh, Betsy lying in bed. Her head was nearly decapitated. Um, so he used the axe oh. with her. Um, wow. And then, uh, yeah, so... But lying next to her on the floor, unfortunately, was the body of 10-year-old Anna, who she... It was thought that she had heard her mom and the commotion and everything. So they decided... Well, yeah, they didn't decide, but she... Uh, she ran in to check on everything, make sure her mom's okay, and that's when she had um, the incident that happened between her father and her. Um, and that, again, there's more people that they have to go find to make sure that they're okay. So they go into another room, and that's where they find the body of Polly, 19-year-old Polly. Uh, they described her as dreadfully butchered um, with the axe. And in that same room was... Uh, Poor little baby, 18-month-old, uh, Louisa, she was found dead. They didn't, I didn't find any descriptions. It's probably because she was a baby. A, a child. Well, um, all children, but a small exactly. child. Exactly. Uh, but 
and lying on top of her was 15-year-old Martha. Um, on top of the baby? On top of the baby. Oh. We're not sure if she was trying to protect her or right. what, uh, but she was lying on top of her. Fortunately, she was still alive. She survived? She... Or the initial... She is... Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, so, again, there's more people that they have to go find. So they went into another room, and that's where they found... Uh, it was described as badly mangled. It was 12-year-old Benjamin. He was also found with trousers in hand, so he was trying to escape, and his father got him. Yeah, and directly above him was... Uh, it was either a bloody handprint or a partial bloody handprint, and that was thought that he had tried to like sort of catch himself trying to get out of there while he was being attacked. Um, I did mention earlier that James Jr. had the wound on his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, so it had happened that he heard all the commotion. So he again, just like Anna, ran out to go see his mom, make sure she was okay. But he was met at the door by his father with the axe. And his father had fortunately hit too high on him. So the axe went over his shoulder and dug into his back, and that's where he got the back wound. And so during that time, that's when Benjamin was like, oh, I'm going to make a run for it. And he right. started, which that, then Captain James turned to him and was, like, distracted by him. And then he started going after him, and that's why he ended up in the condition that he ended up in with the axe, and that left fortunately left James and James Jr. enough time to go and flee, and that's how James escaped. I feel very bad. He probably has or had an immense amount of survivor's guilt, which yeah, he I, should have never, ever experienced. Survivor's guilt, to me, is like one of the most unfortunate things that someone can experience because you feel, there is no reason for you to feel guilty about surviving. Like, you no. were meant to survive for a reason. Whether and it was... You didn't put that yourself in that situation. Uh, no, but at least he can advocate for his family, right? Like, yeah. even though his father is not around, he can at yeah. least tell everyone what actually happened mm -hmm. and not just have people guessing. I know. I feel so, like that's but, something. Maybe. Yeah, but he could only give what he experienced and because it was a massive farmhouse, which I'll show you a picture. It's it's huge. Um, I mean, with eight kids, I can't imagine you have a two-bedroom house. It's massive. Yeah. It's a massive house. But, um, yeah, he had a ton of survivor's guilt, but he was able to tell his side of the story from his one area of the house that he experienced that in. And so they were really, really hoping that Martha would pull through. But a few days passed, and she's still not able to speak just because the condition that she's in. But unfortunately, a few days later, she did succumb to her injuries, uh, so you never got to find out what sort of happened. But That's unfortunate. Yeah, but they did say that so the older kids were found in the worst condition because an axe was used with them, whereas with the younger kids, it was the razor that was used. Um, but, yeah, no, it's because the older kids tried to fight back. Yeah, no, and, of course. Yeah, right. and I, first off, I never condone anything like that. No. No, and like, and for suicide, we'll also, we're going to be leaving the, the suicide hotline down below, and we just want anyone who's going through that to know that you're not alone. No, and there's so many resources mm -hmm. now that nobody is going to be better off without you. So exactly. definitely use the resources that are available, and even if you 
aren't super close with people, sometimes just reaching out mm-hmm. to somebody who's just available is yeah. all that you need. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, but despite you doing that, but, man, why'd you have to bring your kids into it? They couldn't, the 8-year-old, I mean, not saying that the 12-year-old or the 17 and whatever could defend themselves, but they can defend themselves a hell of a lot better than the 8-year-old, the 6-year-old, and the 18-month-old. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's just a... I mean, at 18 months, you're just figuring out how to walk and talk, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that normal? Like, do you I mean, normally, I think like, so. We don't have kids. So no, I we don't, don't have kids. But it's just, it's just super sad. I think that's the darkest thing to date that yeah. has happened in Maine. Um, yeah, but it, it was just a tragic, tragic event. And let me show you real quick. And I'll and post... you said this was in Augusta? It, yeah, it took place in Augusta, which wow. isn't too far away from us. No. I mean, it's where you grew up. Yeah, so. no, I, I grew up in Augusta, and that's crazy to think that something like that had ever happened, and I had never even heard about it. Granted, obviously, definitely wasn't around the 1800s. I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> You're ancient. <laughs> yeah, ancient. Well, but me, yeah. that's like that's not something that we ever learned about. Or no. if we did, I mean, would you teach that in school? Like, probably there was a mass not. In your, probably in your not. That's yeah. probably looked down upon. But it is a, a huge staple in history. I mean, it's a, that's a massacre. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And yeah, stuff like that you you don't really hear about in our state. Like, honestly, aside from maybe. Portland that has like a bigger population hearing yeah. about something like that in like Augusta especially in the 1800s it, it just seems very strange to me so this here and I'm gonna post these pictures I'm just showing Chaser now on our Instagram so you'll be able to see that uh but that is James Captain James Franklin. what a beard I know I don't <laughs> I don't know I'm not beard. bashing looks but why is it just like your lower chin and down it looks like a jock strap <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah, you could say, but like, there's no sideburns either. I know that's what it's like. Just clean. I need to know what his clean line looks like. I wonder if he shaves like directly under his chin, or if it's I don't just know. you know. It's a weird, it's a weird look. Um, let me see if I can find the farmhouse. It this thing's massive. I'm interested if it like tells you, like comparable to where I would be now, like current time. Potentially, yeah. I'm not too sure, but this. Wow. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Technical difficulties. Trying to make photos bigger on iPhones. <laughs> Dude, that is massive. Yeah, and so they actually called... So I'd said each, like, an- another room, another room. They were actually called apartments. They had Because they're so... Like, each child... So I'm assuming child that's, is... like, the main house. That's a barn, and that's... I don't know what that is. I'm not sure. An additional it's barn? Pro- maybe it's a steeple or something like that, maybe. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Steeple? Or steeple? Is it staple? No, it's definitely a steeple. Yeah. Staple's like what you use to attach yeah. papers to. But no, it's a, it's a big plot of land that they had. And uh, yeah, each area that the the people were found in, the, the children, each different room was a whole nother apartment. I don't know if it's like, it's probably not the apartment that you think of today, but yeah. No, it's wicked. But yeah, this is him again. And the beards back then are just wild. I mean, you had nothing else to do. Where is he? Oh, is he in the middle? I I don't know if he's in the middle or. I mean, that is he's in one of those the beard, too. So that would make sense. So do you know if he was captain because he's like military or like boats or? 
I didn't see too much, but I also... That, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of information on there. Wow. I just saw that he... But he was... I mean, there was no, like, red flags with him. It seemed that he was a pretty happy-go-lucky guy, and he was de described as, like... He was loving his family and wow. wanting to spend a lot of time with them, this, that. There were there were really no red flags. So as to why, why he snapped in this way, I have no idea. Maybe was that his way of being like, I can't afford to feed my family, so let me just absolutely annihilate all of them. Like, does that make any sense to you? I mean, it will never make sense. Well, no. But I'm assuming, and this is just an assumption, obviously we're never going to know, but how... His family reacted when they found the uh, letter to his brother. I don't know if he saw and was just like, well, I can't leave him like this. So I don't know if that was his reason. Not a good reason, obviously. Either way, it's not a good reason to do anything, obviously. No. But they didn't have resources back then. Yeah, definitely no therapist that you could reach out to and be like, hey, I'm going through a pretty dark time. Yeah. Let me just talk this through. But on a side note, I did um, just kind of like Google him real quick, like according to Augusta and one of the questions was, where is he buried? And for all of you who, like, are from the Augusta area, it's Mount Vernon Cemetery, which is over by the airport. Yeah. We've driven, Teresa, you and I have driven by there numerous amounts of times. It's like an unmarked grave, so we couldn't yeah, really go no. and find it, but and it's I a also, massive cemetery. I also saw that his family is all buried together. I did see that. But he is buried alone because of what he did. I mean, I'd say I feel bad for him, but I definitely don't. No. I mean, obviously we'll never know what went on his head, but... That's not how you should have handled that. No. There's uh, plenty of different ways of going about whether he wanted, like, a divorce or... Yeah, I don't know how that was back then, or I doubt that... I think that was probably way before life insurance. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it was before life insurance. <laughs> but they... Yeah, I don't know. So James, or James Jr., through though he did survive yes yeah. and he also james jr because obviously he was left as an orphan he actually went over to live with the ballards which that is uh one of the guys that went in one and found neighbors, everybody right? yep yeah wow and how old was james jr again 17 17 so i mean i mean back then he's pretty much an adult right but yeah no still sad nonetheless you lost your entire yeah. family it was already sad the fact that they had lost four kids or, right and maybe yeah. it was just that, all of it, just building up and building up and building up. Yeah. But, again, it's like we said in the first episode, bad things can happen to you, and you can either take it, turn it into something positive, or you could be the select few that take it and just do stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, that's insane to me. Mm -hmm. And it's insane that, like, growing up in that area that I used to have, like, friends who lived in that general area... And we always look at that cemetery. It was always creepy. Mm -hmm. But, like, you would never know that somebody who did something like that is buried over there. Yep. It's crazy. It No. And it baffles me that even something like that happened in Maine. Because you hear it, obviously, a bunch of other states. Unfortunate. It's very unfortunate they yeah. hear it so as often as you do. But you think of Maine, you don't really think of a lot of stuff like that. No. I mean, like, we, we were talking... A little while ago, Maine has the oldest population. Yeah. So, like, you don't really think of scenarios like that. You think of, like, the 50 to 80 snowbirds. Mm -hmm. 50 to 80 years old, sorry. Snowbirds. Yeah. That that's way leave, more of those. Yeah. <laughs> that leave here in the winter because winters are cold, which today is frigid. It's cold, but this winter, it's only snowed, like, two times. 
Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's going to snow tomorrow, but... I think it's only going to be a little bit of snow. and But then Friday, it's literally going to downpour all day. So, bye, snow, whatever uh, amounts of snow that you have. But global warming's not real. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not real. No, we need the snow. It's all the cows. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But, no, we need the snow, so hopefully we're going to get some. Yeah, I mean, we're not even, like, avid skiers, snowboarders, snowmobilers, whatever, but, like... It'd be just nice to know our planet's not going to complete shit. I mean, I know it is, but, like, still would be nice to have hope. <laughs> no, it, de- it definitely would. I mean, I wouldn't mind skiing or trying to ski. I mean, we could try. I would do skiing over snowboarding, and I do not want my feet to be attached. See, I don't know which is worse when you fall, though, because, like, at least if your feet are attached, you don't have to worry about them, like, flailing all over the place and... It's a control thing for me. A control thing, yeah. <laughs> I cannot have my feet attached. No, that's like very. It's I like mean, when I attached to skis. Yes, but they're individually attached to skis. I it's guess. like when I sleep in bed, I can't have like my legs together. Yeah. I need to be nope, nope. It's just like I feel stuck. <laughs> well, I mean, we do have two big dogs that also lay in the bed with us, so you are stuck. Yes, because Nellie always sleeps to the left, and Macy always sleeps to the right of me, and I'm pinned underneath the blanket. Yeah. So it's very stressful. (laughs) But you have the fan. I do. Does anyone else's, just like, sorry, we're going on a little bit of a rant here, but does anyone else's wife or spouse or partner complain that they're cold, but have a fan on full-ass blast? I get sweaty at night. Yeah, but I'm freezing. Go get another blanket. I would, but you'd just take it. No. The dogs yeah. lay on it. No. no. Oh. I get the edge of the blanket. Oh. You always blame me. Uh, mm. hmm I, I think we can argue about that off the pod. But I People just need know to know right. if that's... No. Yes. No. Every significant other that's experiencing what I'm experiencing right now is listening to this and being like, absolutely, Chase is right. I'm always cold. My spouse is always hogging all the blanket. You can always put on more fan. layers. We you have... can get out from under the blanket. And no, I'll just I need take the, the blanket. I need the comfort of the blanket. No, see, this is what I'm talking about. It's a lose lose <laughs> situation. Well, I'm sorry to get you sidetracked, but I just need to. That's okay. I mean, that was pretty much it for this. Ta- it's not even a tale, but this yeah. story. But yeah. I just whacked my elbow. You did. There. I heard that. I wonder if anyone else heard that. Smack your elbow oh. off the doorknob. Was always... it funny? No, I always wonder why I'm covered in bruises, and then I just don't think about how many times I bonk myself throughout the day. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you definitely wake up with, like, bruises, mm-hmm. wondering what in the world you did. Yeah. But, it wasn't. And I'm not anemic. I'm no, not, uh, I, just, I mean, according to, like, multiple doctors. I just, uh, bruise like a peach. No. Anyway, we'll stop rambling on now, but, uh, yeah, we just wanted to thank you for stopping in, listening to us again. Um, if you have any suggestions on the way we should tell our stories, because, again, we're just learning all of this. I am a terrible presenter, so I apologize. I think you did did really well, actually. We'll try. I, I panic, and sometimes I talk fast, so I apologize. But, yeah, if you also have any cases that you'd like us to cover, just let us know down below, and we'll definitely hear you guys out and do some research on them. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I don't know what, like, kind of theme you're looking for. I know a lot of my cases, at least to start off, I want to try and, like, stick New England-based. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that'll run out. And I would like yeah. to cover other things, but I feel like 
getting stuff that's a little bit closer to where we're all mm-hmm. more than likely located, it might get... <laughs> what <laughs> face was that? I was holding in a burp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, guys, thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> I guess that is one thing we could improve on is... Uh, not burping into the microphone. I didn't do it. I held it in. You just judged me for the face I made. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. And we will talk to you soon. Yeah, until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.